Welcome to One Interview, One World. This is Lainey Kay, and this is a show about interviewing people from all walks of life because everyone has a story to share and we can all learn from each other. I hope you enjoy listening. I am interviewing a man called Anil for this show. He originally is from Sri Lanka and he moved to America as an adult. We will learn about his childhood in Sri Lanka and about how he made his new life in America. Enjoy the interview. The world didn't have boundaries when it was created. Right. It's what we created. Exactly. We put the boundaries. Why? And this country was based on immigrants. Meeting with Anil. And Anil is from Sri Lanka, so I'm going to learn more about him. So why don't you tell me a little bit about yourself? Well, I, I was born and raised in Sri Lanka. My dad owned a plantation and I was, that's where I grew up. And then we went to, I was sent to the same school that he and his father went to which was traditional mm-hmm. and then he came from a family of politicians okay your father yes uh-huh. he was from a political family mm-hmm. uh, when i was born his i know his uh, brother uh, his cousin was the prime minister at that time and then his then his brother-in-law became a became the prime minister for a short time mm-hmm. and then he had a whole bunch of relatives who were in the government mm-hmm. and then I, after I grew up I met my wife who happened to be my mom's best friend's daughter mm. so I knew her from the day she was born wow. virtually. Aww. So did you grow up as friends? Yeah, we were friends, but then when she turned 16, she decided that she wants to be more than a friend. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And then we got married. How neat. We actually ran away and got married. Oh, did you? Yes. <laughs> We actually jumped over the wall. Oh my goodness. Because her mom was not willing, wanting her to get married before her elder sister did. Oh, okay. So my my dad suggested the only thing you can do is run away. Now in Sri Lanka, can anybody marry who they want to marry or do they do a Yes, they can marry anybody. Okay, it's nice. un- unlike in India. <clears throat> in in okay. India, they arrange your marriages. So it's completely different. In Sri Lanka, different. it's not so. That's Some nice. people do. Uh-huh. Uh, like big families, they, even in my family, we have a family club where they let all the cousins be to grow up together mm-hmm. they meet they used to meet once a month oh okay and then they they tried to promote <laughs> marriages between cousins so that the wealth stays in oh, the family they didn't that? want the properties to get divided out so most of my relatives are 
in the married. Wow. But I married outside. How about that? And then I wanted to start my own life. So, so at the age of about 24, I, I decided to become a sales rep. Mm-hmm. And I ended up being one of the sales rep this company had. And then I went to the furthest point and then I thought, that's the highest I can go there. I'm going to do something else. And I started getting into, because I had a plantation background, so I knew how, how to grow plants. What kind of plantation? What did you, what did your it, family it grow? A, it was a coconut plantation. Oh, okay. And then I, as a hobby, I, my dad encouraged me to grow orchids. Oh, how neat. As a young boy, like I, I was 12 years old when I started growing orchids That's right. and he set it up for me and my brother used to help we had there were five boys five okay. of us okay so my third brother used to be very interested so he used to come and hang out with me while I fiddled around with the orchids you got to spray them all the time you got to water them you got and I had about half an acre of orchids wow. when I was young. And then, so. Did you sell them or? I used to sell the flowers. So that was like when you were growing up as a young when boy. When I was like growing up, it was pocket money. We, we, yeah. I sold them, but I never got the money. My dad, mm-hmm. dad got the check and. Like, but that's a good I, I was happy experience. with whatever I, yeah. I, I got. That time money was not. Yeah. Whatever I wanted, I had to just, we had to tell our parents and mm-hmm. they got it for us. Okay. But they had enough money, so they, mm-hmm. it was not a problem, so. So did you, would you consider that you were a wealthy family in Sri Lanka when you were growing yes, up? Yes, when we were growing up, mm-hmm. we were, my dad was very wealthy. Mm-hmm. We had in that property alone. We had 150 acres of coconut and a factory that used to make coconut fiber. Mm-hmm. And then I was going to call it like, now in Sri Lanka, unlike here, you, you go from Montessori to grade 12. Oh, really? In the same school. Wow. You don't have to do community college and then go to college. After grade 12, you want to be a doctor or an engineer, then you go to university. Otherwise, you just, you're done. Okay. After grade. But it's the same school for, for all those It's the same grades. school. Now, do, do they inter- all the grades interact together or are they kind of separated? They're all separated <clears throat> classes. Uh-huh. But during our breaks, lunch break. Everybody's together. Everybody's together. How nice. And then I still have friends from college because we grow up together from Montessori really nice. to grade 12. That's like, really nice. So we grew up, like I have friends living here. Oh, you do? With whom I've grown up. That's really, that's pretty neat. And, and surprising too, huh? That you come from a different country and yet you're still by each other. Wow, that's really cool. And then we were, it's, it was an Anglican school. Okay. Run by the British. Okay. And it's traditionally now, we, 
my children were the fifth generation who went to that same college. So you had to be a couple of generations to get in there because now there's a long waiting list. Oh, okay. Are you saying college or? It's called college. College, but it's, that's school. It's a school. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. So there is no elementary and high. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Montessori elementary and high, all three are together. Okay. And about how many people do you know? Uh, about 2,000. Oh, that's really big. Kids. Yeah. It's big. Yeah. It's a huge campus. <clears throat> I have some photographs I'll show you. Was it, um, did they teach you in a different language or is no, it? No, they teach in Sinhalese, but if you wanted to learn in English, mm-hmm. you could take in your classes. If you were like, if you were a pure Sinhalese, like if your parents were Sri Lankan Sinhalese people, then you had to get into the Sinhalese stream. Okay. That's our native language. Mm-hmm. But if your mom was a descendant of the Portuguese or the Dutch and your dad was Sinhalese, then you got a chance of getting into the English medium, oh, okay. where everything's done in English. And, then, <clears throat> and in Sri Lanka, traditionally, you get the, the Hindus who, mm-hmm. who had migrated mm-hmm. from India, South India. So we had a Tamil stream too. Okay. How about that? So they were taught in Tamil. So if you're in like those different groups, are you still friends with everybody? We are in the same class and then in the morning for roll call, we go into the same class. Like there are five classrooms, A, B, C, D, E. So there's 30 in each. Mm -hmm. So you have 150. So when it goes to say, you're going to do your Sinhalese, you're going to do your geography class. All the Sinhalese boys go into one class or two classes with Sinhalese instructors. All those who do English Mm -hmm. medium, they go to another class. Mm -hmm. So they are divided into classes. Sinhalese stream was like... They had more kids, so, right. so we had about two classrooms. And that's what you were in? Yeah. But you also learned English too? We had English also. Okay. And it, I, it was, uh, like we had to do Shakespeare and all that. Very it, nice. It was, we did literature, which uh, when I went to college here, what they taught uh-huh. in we English learned. was like easy for me and the instructors asking me. Oh. Wow. How do you know so much of English? I said, hey, I studied in That's a British school. Fantastic. And we were taught by British teachers and we were taught the proper English. How about that? So tell me, um, what was your, your, or what is your country like? Because I don't really know that much about Sri Lanka. In Sri Lanka at present, the population is around 25 million people. Mm-hmm. It's a small country, 225,000 square miles which is about one-eighth the size of California. And we have the Sinhalese majority, and you have the Muslims, mm-hmm. a minority, and the, the Tamils, who are descendants of the South Indians, mm-hmm. living in the northern part of Sri Lanka. And for 30 years, we had a civil war, 
where the Tamils from South India were requesting, asking for a separate state. Oh, okay. So the war is over now. It's settled. They used to have a lot of killings and shootings, bombs, suicide bombers. Sri Lankan Tamil Tigers were the first to start suicide bombers, like really large scale. Oh my goodness, that's that's scary then. That so was scary. At one time, you don't know what time you could be on the road, and a suicide bomber just they just explode themselves and kill about 50, 60 people in one shot. Wow. So the Civil War ended, and so now are things kind of calm again? Now it's calm again. Uh We don't know for how long. Yeah. Anyway, my wife's family ended up coming to California 25 years ago. That's a long time ago, yeah. And then we were the last to follow, so... Your whole family, or just... Just me, uh-huh. from my family. My okay. brothers are all in Sri Lanka. They, okay. They don't want to come here. Mm-hmm. So when my wife's sister came, she got the brother, then she got the parents, then she got the elder brother. So I was resisting, and then my wife said, I'm going on a vacation. And then she <laughs> came here, and they fixed her up a good job, uh-huh. where she still works up to date. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. So you're like, I have to come. So now I, the younger kids and my wife were here. So, <laughs> She's like, I'm going to make you come. Uh, so she got me a H4 visa, which uh-huh. is a spousal visa. Okay. When you're working. Uh-huh. So I had to come. So I said, I'll come and see for six months and uh-huh. go back. Yeah. But in the, the six months went and I just... I was not happy till I started, till I joined the company that Laura used to work. Uh-huh. I was very happy working there. Okay. And then I just stuck on there. So how long have you been here? This is like the 18th year. Okay. And your wife has been here like 25 years? No, or? 19. 19 years. One year more than me. I oh, came okay. a year after, actually 11 months after she came. Oh, okay. Okay. So what, from Sri Lanka, before you came here, what was your view or impression of America? Oh, they, they say the grass, that's what... The grass people, is always greener. Greener yeah. here, but when you come here, you find out it's not so. Uh-huh. You got to work yes. harder than there. You had to work here to survive. Mm-hmm. We didn't... Uh, we had no... In Sri Lanka, they, here it's, uh, the pace is much faster. Okay. If you are not the best at what you do, you fall back here. There you can be just a half-ass guy, but <laughs> you, you can still survive. Okay, all right. But so not here. Do you feel, is that part of that? Is, is it that there's more people here? Uh, plus, it's the culture. The people, okay. their mindset is different. Okay. Now, when you're there, we never we get up in the morning, have about three or four cups of coffee, smoke a few cigarettes, just walk around the yard, and then you wonder what I'm going to do today. <laughs> That's how it 
I, I but tell you the truth now, I come to that stage where I still do that. Well, I mean, what's wrong with I, that? I, it's I, nice. That's like you, very you, relaxing. But most people cannot do it. My wife says, you're one of the lucky guys who's figured it out and you don't even lift a finger to work. <laughs> and you make more money than me. I said, that's, I use my head. Why should I work when I can get other people to work for me and I pay them and I have more money than them? That's how I look at it. Mm-hmm. My guys are like in a landscaping business. My the guys I have get paid more than other companies pay them. So you take care of your employees. I take care of my employees, mm-hmm. but I make money too. Mm-hmm. I good. figure out how to make money without. But work. also, I would assume that you learn that from growing up, from your family, and that they had a business and. You it's, saw it's, how to how to do it because I think sometimes people are afraid to make that jump. No, I was never afraid. I'm never afraid to jump into something new. That's great. But this getting into landscaping mm-hmm. happened by chance. Oh yeah. Yeah, I was very happy working for Martin and mm-hmm. in the company. Then they decided to move. I was the saddest guy. They asked me to move with them to Georgia, where the company moved to. In fact, I, I I spoke to him last week. That's how. Oh, that's nice. Laura, like, oh no, Laura had met my daughter. They were working yes, together. Yes, I heard that. Yeah. So, uh, and then uh, the thing is, uh, like, I was in half a mind to move to Georgia. Then I. Thought no, my wife has a good job here, so we can still survive. Right. And I stayed back, but then I got into building. I got a job making baseball fields. Okay. Construction of baseball fields. Mm-hmm. And I was making good, better money there. And you, I think, always a job where you're kind of outside and. Yeah, you know. where where you can like I I always like to do a job where I don't see my boss. Yeah. <laughs> Where I can work independently, go on my own, work at my own pace. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm very comfortable when I do it that way. Mm-hmm. And that's how I did the baseball field. I used to work alone. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Yeah, I used to go pick up a tractor. How about that? Order the material. Just the, my boss used to say, hey, can you do this? So I used to get it done, dig it out with a tractor until I fell sick. I, I got, uh, yeah, I used to smoke and I'm always in dust. Oh, okay. I got emphysema. Oh, my goodness. So my doctor said, okay, baseball fields, you're done with that. Wow. So the next option I had, I used to do a bit of landscaping. Mm-hmm. And I'll become a landscaper. Mm-hmm. So to become a landscaper here, you got to be a Hispanic. Traditionally, right. It seems you you don't way. see a Sri Lankan yeah, gardener. <laughs> so I, 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 I tried landscaping. Nobody wanted to hire me oh. when I started. So I became a gardener. Mm-hmm. I got a lot more. A blower and a weed whacker. <laughs> see, you're a go getter. And oh no, I didn't have a lot. I didn't have money to buy a lot. Now I was down to my last. 
like a couple of hundred bucks. And we were living in an apartment, so my wife made enough money to pay the rent and do the groceries. Mm -hmm. The last week we had to go hungry, so. Wow. That's how bad it was like. <clears throat> when we had come to that stage. Was that like during the, the recession here? Or yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, it's the beginning of the recession. <clears throat> okay. So I became a gardener. Uh-huh. I used to drive to Norco to make $25. Oh my goodness. But that's, right. I, I had one account there. Uh-huh. The other one was in Huntington Beach. <laughs> and then I would have another one in San Clemente. So anyway, somebody gave me a big job to clean up. They had just bought the house. They uh-huh. clean it up. So it's a $700 job I can still remember. You're like, I'll to, do it. <laughs> I did the job. And I had to climb a palm tree, which I had never done in my life. So I bought a ladder, kept the ladder and went up, cleaned the palm tree. Took the check, cashed it, and went and bought a lawnmower for 500 bucks from Sears. Oh my goodness. So with that, I started. Okay, so that's how you got into the landscape. Yeah, and then they gave me, they said, can you paint houses? I said, yes. I had never painted up. I had painted my bedroom back in Sri Lanka. (laughs) I said, yes. She said, can you paint the whole house? And she gave the colors, she gave different colors. Yeah. So I told my son, let's go. And my son used to help. So he and I, we painted the whole house and got $2,000. That's fantastic. So with that, I built up the landscape business mm-hmm. and then it evolved into this turf business mm-hmm. about three, four years ago. Well, wonderful. So I still do the maintenance. I have a crew that does it now. Uh huh. I don't even bother about it. It just happens. And yeah, because you've already built it up. Yeah. They know what they need to do. I built it up to like, I had 200 <clears throat> accounts. I had a whole, I had eight people working with four trucks running. Wow. And then it was too much hassle managing labor. Yeah. <coughs> so I just gave it up and started moved on to doing turf. Uh-huh. I have only four employees now. I look after them well. They've been there with me for one guy for 10 years. So. Oh, wow. That's a lot. That's great. That's good. I, I think that's, you, you know, you should treat people well and you treat them well, they're going to treat you well. I mean, that's that's the best way to go about it. Absolutely. So, um, so your impression of America before you came here it was just that it would be a great country to come to, yeah, that there was I, lots I, of opportunities. Yeah, I thought, I, I my outlook towards America was different till I came here. Mm-hmm. Did you come to California? Is that where you came? Straight to California. Okay. And then once you got here, what was your, what, or tell me like how has your perspective... I couldn't uh, fathom the, the, the coming from the airport to... Mission Viejo. We, yeah. we always lived here. Uh-huh. Because my wife's sister lives in Las Flores. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so she wanted to be close to the sister. Mm-hmm. And the other brother lives in Rancho. Mm-hmm. So we we lived in Las Flores originally. Mm-hmm. On Antonio and also in the apartments there. Okay. <coughs> 
I, I, the first thing I could figure out is the size of this country. <coughs> like it's one big city from the airport all the way to me. Oh, because you're used to seeing like country. I'm used country to seeing and... country, a small city. And then I had to work in a gas station. I had to do graveyard when I came. Uh-huh. I hated it. Right, that's tough. And I had a manageress who was from Russia. She was hard. Wow. Like she used to look at the door sills and do this. (laughs) My job was to clean the... In the graveyard, there is hardly any work. Right. She wanted the whole thing cleaned every night. So you're like, this is not what I want to be doing. I don't think anybody wants to be doing that. No, then by force, like I forced myself into grandparents' gift company. Uh-huh. But instead, like, you were so persistent, you pushed me into giving the job. That's good. Then there were like 20 other people who came, you never gave anybody else a chance. Aw, that's you, so good. You just, you took this job from me. I love that. So what were you doing there when you were working there? I was framing pictures, which I had never okay. done. Okay, okay. And he asked, do you know how to frame pictures? <laughs> I said, if you show me exactly. how, I will do it. Yeah. I worked in a warehouse and I drove a forklift at one time. I told him the same story. Mm-hmm. Do you know how to drive a forklift? I said, yes, an electric one, but this is gas. So you drive it and show me. I didn't know. I had never sat on a forklift. <laughs> <coughs> And the guy showed me, oh, I told him, oh, it's a little different to the electric one. Don't worry, I'll get used to it. And I started driving. I was laughing to myself, thinking <laughs> these people are so stupid. <laughs> well, you know what, I feel like, you know, almost every job you walk into, you haven't done that job. Never. You have to learn it. So, you know, it's, t- it's like that for almost everybody. But I no, feel like... It, it, it has to be fast. Yes. But now I, I figure out, now I'm an employer when I try to get people. Mm-hmm. They say I'm a fast learner. Mm-hmm. In a week you ask them, no, I'm still learning. Mm. It doesn't work like that. Right. and That's, that's the present uh, generation. Oh, okay. And then when you correct them, they're gone. Wow. The new generation of workers don't want to take Correction, yes, day before yesterday I had to gu- let a guy go. He said, I don't like when you come and s- sit in your truck at the job site and watch us working. <laughs> uh, do you think we are babies? I said, no, I do that because I am answerable to my clients. If you all don't do something, I want to make sure it's done. So, and so I said, have you, so is that all you have to tell me? Yes. I said, okay, get in my truck. Let's go to the bank. Here is your money. Now get out. No, no, I don't want to quit. I said, no, you're not quitting. I'm firing you. There is no notice. You can go to the Department of Labor and say that I fired you. Yeah. I mean, you do. You want them to have a good work ethic and yeah. It's, 
I am my in my business. I have five star reviews. I have thirty two five star reviews in one year, mm-hmm. and I want to keep it <laughs> yes. at five stars right yes. through. Yeah. And then when somebody tells me not to just sit, not to come to watch what they how they do it. Yeah. Amazing. Well, I think that's good. Yeah. So you have you have good uh, work ethic, lots of experience. No, because you, if you're paying me to do something, I expect to do it the right way. I agree. Not yeah. do it, do a half-ass job and then expect to get paid for it. Very true. Very true. So your children, they grew up here then, I would take it. Did your children grow up in America and go through school here? Uh, my younger two did. They went to high school here halfway. Oh, okay. So mainly they they were living there. The base. Well, that, that's why they're still <clears throat> family oriented. My eldest boy is thirty six. Okay. He and I came almost ten year after the mother and the, the younger siblings. Mm-hmm. So he and I, he grew up with me. He finished his college, and then I got him into a company that belonged to a friend of mine to work mm-hmm. there since he I didn't want him to just stick around the house. Yeah. Did growing up in or being here in America, do you feel like that was different for your children then? From growing yes, up our in Yes, elder boy had to work, do three jobs <clears throat> just to support the family when we came. Wow. He used to work at Denny's in the nights. Wow. As a steward. And he used to go early morning to a warehouse in Irvine mm-hmm. till 12 o'clock and then finish there, go to another warehouse in Laguna Hills, do that. And then 10 o'clock he used to go into Denny's. Oh my gosh. I don't know how people do it. No, he did it for about two years. Yeah, that's Yeah, that's really how tough. we... When I came, I didn't bring any money. I told my wife, I'm not bringing any money. Mm-hmm. I'm not selling anything. I'll bring a thousand five hundred dollars. So with thousand dollars, we bought a car. Mm-hmm. So we had to share the car, three of us. One car, and it had only three gears. One, two, three. The fourth was not working. Oh my gosh! And wow. we managed with that. And then we we kept that car and then gave it to another friend who came one year after us. Mm -hmm. By that, in about a year, we managed to get another car. So Mm -hmm. we gave this for them to start. And they gave it to another relative of theirs to start. So that car went a long way. What kind of car was that? It was an old Acura Integra. Wow. And so, my son loved it because the lights used to come out. <laughs> it was nice to have. And it was an old crappy car with a sunroof. We never had a car with a sunroof back home. So it was Sri Lankan standards. It was a fantastic car, but American standards, it was like a piece of junk. Well, in Sri Lanka, is Sri Lanka considered like a poor country? It is a poor country. Okay. Uh, in Sri Lanka, what's different? Like when you buy a car, it's mm-hmm. a lifetime investment. Oh wow! The value of a car appreciates more than the value of a house. Wow! A car, like say, 
my truck mm-hmm. there is about $400,000. Jeez. My now, friend has a own I when I go on vacation I stay with one of my school friends. Uh-huh. He has a Land Cruiser, the new one, 2000. He had a 2014. Uh-huh. He paid $350,000. In Sri Lanka you're saying. Yeah, it's priced in dollars. A lot of people cannot gosh, afford it. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. It is. Like and it's like you can sell it after 5 years or more than what you paid for. Now, are there not a lot of cars in Sri Lanka or You can't drive there. There's so too many cars. Oh, okay. Too many of those three-wheelers, the tuk-tuks. Yes. Yeah. What about public transportation? Do they have that? They have buses, the trains private or buses. buses. Okay. and the state run buses so uh-huh. we have a good transport system mhm but the, now at present the problem is to find labor there's to not, work there's There not, not labor jobs. we got we still own that plantation uh-huh. my brother lives there okay when they pick the coconuts he can't find people to collect the coconuts it, and why because uh, most women in like the rural women have gone to the middle east as housemaids wow they go and do like they're the, trying to find work so they go low, there they they find work like they do the low end jobs in the middle eastern countries they make more money than they could make in sri lanka and then their husbands or boyfriends by a uh, Uh, like a three wheeler like a tuk tuk mm-hmm. and they try to rent that ma and make a living so they become lazy they don't want to work if they go, take do one hire for a week and the wife sends money so they spend that money plus whatever they make wow. they don't want to work ha huh. so the so the generation has changed, changed over there too uh, it's like here Huh. It's like the present generation. Uh-huh. The millennials don't want to work. How interesting. They don't want to do the low end jobs. You like because I do this business, I know that. Right. It's the millennials don't want to work. Like even the Hispanics who were traditionally gardeners. Right. Their children don't want to do this. Wow. Hmm. My children don't even want to own the business. Oh, they don't. Your children no, don't. No, they don't even care about this business. What do they want to do? No, they. My two boys are into bartending, and then my elder boy sets up. Uh, she, he sets up bars for companies that like restaurants. Okay. So that's his job. He's a he's like a consultant barman. That's good. The second guy is just a bar- barman. He mm-hmm. starts starting out to be like the brother, and okay. the boy has created two cocktails that were best in the U.S. last year. Wow! And so he, they're doing okay. Yeah. So they they're not interested in what I'm doing. Right. And what about your daughter? My daughter is the only one who is interested. So I said, yeah, one day you'll have to take me. Yeah, she lives with us. She just divorced. Ah. So she's going to. 
I said, when I'm not around, yeah, you can start running it, but not till I'm gone. But she knows the finance, financial side of it. That's she good. handles it. So, oh, that's really good. So she knows how much money I make. Yeah. She's the only one who knows. Oh, okay. Well, that's all right. I mean, you got to have somebody helping you. Very cool. And your wife, you said, still works too? She works uh, as a teacher. Oh, is she? That's Mont- so Montessori teacher. Good same job, 18 years. Oh, that's wonderful. Same place. Well, she must love it. She loves it. Aw, and loves the kids. So, can you think of any memorable moments from your childhood that you would like to share? Uh, like... I don't know, something that happened that was really interesting or something that just comes to mind. Uh, he had a... I, every day was a memorable day for me. <laughs> because my father was a real... Uh, he never worked in his life. Okay, because he was... He, he, he had a, Well, he kind of managed the plantation, I would guess. He didn't even manage it. No? No, till I was 16. He had people managing. They were stealing from him. He didn't care. Wow. His only interest was playing golf. That's the reason I don't play golf now. <laughs> I hate that game because Aww. he used to be always in the golf club. So when I turned 16, he said, son, I will, if you don't want to go to school, you can stay at home and run the plantation and look after the fiber factory. And at 16, I was in charge of about 150 people. So I learned labor management from a very young day. That's good. So that's when you probably learned that people weren't managing it well. And no, I knew they were stealing. Uh, like they used to sell coconuts. Like yeah. We, when we sell a hundred thousand coconuts, my father used to get accounts of seventy-five thousand. So the twenty-five thousand coconuts disappear. That's huge. That's huge. Wow. But he was just content. Um, he was. He had enough money. Yeah. So it didn't matter. He didn't even. It's like whatever. Stealing a drop from an. Uh, wow. From a, say a big basin <clears throat> of water, you just take a drop in that you don't notice it. So, is is it like a a good government that's there running Sri Lanka, or is it kind of a democratic government? Or? It's it's democratic. Uh-huh. Actually, the present prime minister is my brother's wife's uh, cousin. Isn't so we, that we are, we are connected to political family. Actually, my aunt was the first woman prime minister of the world. No way. That's so interesting. The only... Prime Minister, there are only two Prime Ministers or Presidents in Sri Lanka who are not connected to our family. This of them from 1948 up to now, everybody else is connected. So do people, do most Sri Lankans, do they look at America as like a friendly company, a country I mean? They love, they, it's every Sri Lankan wants to be American. They do? Yeah. What about other countries? Like, how would you look at, like, England or Europe or... No, England is fine. Huh. It's, uh, it's Levi's jeans. Okay. 
and those crazy t-shirts. That's <laughs> what we wanted to do. When Woodstock played here, uh-huh. I was a hippie. Uh-huh. I was a young guy. Right. I was one of the original hippies. <laughs> I smoked weed because the Americans did it. I wore blue jeans and flower power shoes and those peace symbols. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't even And have I used to listen that. to Led Zeppelin. That's like... That's amazing what that people like things that come from America. That's Pink Floyd, that's my music at that time. Yeah. Well, it was good. <laughs> it's still, I still, I know, listen, it's still, I still good. listen to those. Yeah. That music. So coming here then, it was probably really exciting. Me, like the music, the culture was, I was fine with that. A lot of people couldn't figure out how this like black guy from Sri Lanka speaks. Oh, yeah. In English, English huh? I said, did you learn English when you came here? I said, no. We spoke English there. Yeah. Well, if, you, if I went to Sri Lanka, like, what percentage of people would speak English? Everybody speaks English. Really? Yes. Okay. Even the villagers, the poor people, uh-huh. they can manage to, like, say, you, you have a question, they'll answer your question. Wow. Not That's very fantastic. fluently, but they can, they understand and they can reply you. That is so good. Like if they, if you ask for directions, because mm-hmm. there is no, now I think Google is there. Mm-hmm. Otherwise to go somewhere, there is no Thomas Guide or there is no, there is a map, but you can't make a head or tail out of it. <laughs> <laughs> and then you ask somebody, they will give you directions how to get there. And then Sri Lanka does a lot of, um, it seems like a lot of um, garment man- manufacturing. Yes. Is that correct? Yeah. That was started about 15 years ago. Oh, not even that long ago. We do a lot of garments. Yeah. Because I know I'll see that on clothing that we get from, made in Sri Lanka. Victoria's Secret <laughs> is done by in Sri Lanka. Oh, how about that? And the manager was my wife's best friend at one time. She was the chief. She was the merchandiser. Okay. So she used to come here. She used to bring bags full of underwear for free. <laughs> my daughter and wife. And they're like, yay. <laughs> so, what, so what is your impression of America now that you've lived here? Right now? Well... I guess you could say, how did it evolve? Because when you came here, I know right now it's kind of different. So I'd like to know, like, what was it like before we have this new president? I'm wondering what the hell I'm doing here right now. Yeah. But uh, it'll change. It's only four years anyway, so it'll put up with it. But do you, I have a question. Have you ever um, experienced prejudice here in America? Not me, and I don't care. I, I wouldn't even put up with it. If somebody said something... I, I would say something back. Mm-hmm. And my wife says, you're crazy. If one day you get, somebody will hit you. I said, no, they can't hit me. But it hasn't, it has happened to you or it, it has happened to a good friend of mine recently. Okay. okay. But that's, it, it started now. Like, so. Oh, only recently. Only recently, like about a month back, it happened to him in Tustin. And what happened? Somebody had said, get out of my country. Uh-huh. And that guy's been here for 40 years. He was like, he came as a student mm-hmm. 
and he's a computer engineer and he has a huge company with about 50 Americans working for him he owns that company as not that's crazy and then the cops had come and arrested the guy really the other guy yeah well, they good. had to yeah that's scary yeah the bank and it it happened in uh, Wells Fargo bank no way and then and the best part is he voted for Trump i said that good you deserve it So with, I mean in general though you feel Nobody. that it isn't really an issue that you've dealt with or No. That's good. But do you do you I also feel I see a lot of work like over over American my competition mostly I'm one of the uh, rare like guys from Sri Lanka who does artificial glass the rest of the guys who do it is either Hispanic or mm-hmm. white people. Mhm. And compared to a lot of them i have a lot of work mm-hmm. and people say good things about me so i'm doing something right mm-hmm. maybe by nature i'm friendly mm-hmm. and i'm open i'm honest i don't lie but when you i'm a buddhist okay and i don't lie about it i'm mm-hmm. upfront about right Honestly, I I just tell people like, wow. Hey, I did some grass for somebody, and uh, his dog tore up the grass. Uh huh. So he said, "You never told me." I said, "I didn't know that dogs can tear it up." Well, you should have told me. I want my money back. I said, "I'm sorry, I can't." like you buying a couch and a dog tear it <laughs> yeah. up i don't have to tell you but <laughs> i'll make it a point to tell the new clients oh, and every cl- person when i see a dog in the house i'll show the picture and say this is what this guy's dog did so yeah here is what could happen with your dog if you don't look after your dog yeah if you want to do it you can do it if you know that i'm fine but i mean they can tear up grass too so interesting Wow. I also have a question. So in California, do you feel California is more open to people of different, you know, ethnicities uh, versus I, maybe another other states? I've been I I've been on trips to Arizona, I've been mm-hmm. to Texas, I've been like with uh Saddleback College. I did all the landscape classes they had, so mm-hmm. they had a lot of field trips. Mhm. and uh, i've been with like a mixture of people mm-hmm. the chinese japanese sri lankan i was only sri lankan indian mm-hmm. and white people we haven't had any problems then my wife and i we, we go and stay in solvang uh, mostly white people mm-hmm. and we are just a human yeah i'm yes. just a human i just i walk into I will walk into Cook's Corner and have a drink if I feel like it. Okay. Some people say those bikers are violent. It's all relative. It's a perspective. Yesterday I went and saw a biker in Lake Forest. I gave him a coat. He wrote me a check. And he was one of the burly guys <laughs> with a. Oh really? I said uh, his name's uh, Bruce. Uh huh. I said Bruce don't get offended. This is what people make you believe that bikers are bad people. Yeah. 
I said, you look very intimidating. He was double my size. Wow. Huge guy. Yeah. Uh, he said, that's all. He said, I don't, I don't like fighting, so don't worry about me. <laughs> See, I love that, that we can do that. So I have another question for you. Um, do you feel that women are treated equally then, like in your country? And uh, Yes and no. Yes and no. Yeah, the women in the city, they are. But in the village, no. Are they open to other ethnicities? Or are they oh, kind yeah, of... No. no, they have it. Once in a while, they have... They have riots, like they start hitting the Tamil people, the people of the north. Okay. And then the Muslims, when they like try to ask, demand too many things from the government, then oh, okay. the people start. And then it's... Kind of a little bit. A little bit. It happens, but not all the time. Like my best friend is a Tamil. Okay. I have Muslim friends. Mm-hmm. We in when we went to school, to mm-hmm. our college, we had all ethnicities, so we had no problem. We got along. Mm-hmm. We don't look at them as a Muslim or a Hindu or mm-hmm. a Christian. I have Christian friends, <clears throat> I have Catholic friends, Islamic, you name it. We have friends. Okay, so that's good. It's not like an an issue. No, it's not an issue That's for good. us. Yeah. No, I also wonder, do they, um, the religion, is it is it then different? Or is it mainly like Buddhism or in Sri Lanka, like when it's you were Buddhism is the majority. Okay. And then Christianity. Uh-huh. Then Hindus. Now, Buddhism, Buddhist people practice Hindu, the Hindu religion too. Mm-hmm. Because the, the Hindus worship gods. We we don't worship anybody. We Buddhism is a way of life. Mm-hmm. So we we don't even need to go to temple. We if we live the Buddhist way of life, that's all that you need. Mm-hmm. Do they do they do religion in school at all, or is it just as a subject? Your yes, as a subject, oh, we do. have to learn religion. Oh, good. Whatever religion you are, if you if you are a Hindu, then you have to do Hinduism. Okay. If you are a Muslim, you have to do, you have to study the Quran. Oh, that's And if you are a Buddhist, they teach you about the history of Buddhism. That's fantastic. Christians, and and mind you, my college was a private Uh Anglican college. Right. Based in England, Mm -hmm. St. Thomas's. Okay. So basically, you were probably exposed to lots of different yeah. religions. Yeah, we used to go to church. Like, oh, did you? Yeah, because uh, certain Sundays, the we were in the hostel. And when, as young boys, like, the, the parents are invited. Uh-huh. So all our friends' sisters used to come to church. So that day we all go to church. Buddhists, Muslims, everybody goes to to see the girls. (laughs) 
Yeah, in in your country, then do you, do people do meditation and things like that? Uh yes, they do. Is that like when you're growing up, were you taught that, or is that incorporated? Uh, no, we never. Or? No, my father not really. was not religious at all. Mm-hmm. So we never went to temple or my. Dad helped the temples, he built a temple, but he never climbed. That a nonsense, like. Okay. okay, yeah. What did your mom do? My mom used to go, my grandmother used to, was the one who used to go to the temple all the uh-huh. time. Uh-huh. She, she donated properties to the oh, temple. Oh, that's nice. Actually, part of our pro- coconut property, mm-hmm. there is a big temple there. Really? That's really neat. Um, so let me see. So right now, you said that with like the new administration with Trump and things like that, d- does that affect like the way you think about America? Or yeah, we are wondering what's happening. Like, th- there's a lot of uncertainty. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, my daughter was going to travel to Sri Lanka in June. Mm-hmm. She has a green card, mm-hmm. so she just refused to go. I had already bought the ticket. Aww. She said, I'm not going because this guy is nuts. Right. Yeah. He can impose a travel ban on... Right. Because a lot of Sri Lankans were harassed at the first, with the first travel ban. It affected them too. Yeah. Everybody was... And then he was doing all these roadblocks and... Was there roadblocks? I guess yeah, I didn't hear about that. Locally? Yeah. And they were... See, I didn't hear the, about the, that. The moment I heard, because I have Hispanic workers and they oh. get messages and then ah. soon as they say, I just take the camera and go, like take the phone and go to take pictures, but never could. I know, see. I would definitely get, and I would have had my phone mm-hmm. on recording the whole conversation. Uh-huh. Because they, they checked everybody who looked a different color. Gosh. I know that. And it's... But now they stopped doing all that. Okay. It's, it's been a while. That's very interesting. Like, it makes you wonder was that like top down? Did like he's. They sent that out to like all the police or all the. It's it's very interesting, and then you wouldn't think that would happen in California, yeah, because we don't seem to be like that. Yeah, in California now she's the office manager. Mm-hmm. They are short of staff for the kitchen. All the big restaurants are hurting because they can't get the low end workers. Is it because like the they... dishwashers, cooks? <clears throat> And is it, do you think it's because they've, they've left? They're scared. Yeah, they left. Oh, they went back to their own country. Wow. Because I deal with a lot of Hispanic people. Uh-huh. Like I buy my supplies from a big uh, corporation. Mm-hmm. All the workers are Hispanic. Mm-hmm. When I talk to them, they say, yeah, all the gardeners are gone. You can't find a new gardener if you want to know. Very yeah. hard. Wow. That's crazy. I get a lot of calls asking me to start, come and do work that I used to uh, do. Oh, because they don't have him. They don't have people. Jeez. 
I mean, I did hear that they said that the um, border crossings had dropped a lot. Nobody's coming. Who wants to be had us? Well, it's very sad that that your daughter can't feel comfortable to fly. You know. No, so she's home. getting a citizenship in July or okay. August. So after that, uh huh. She said she'll go next year because she, the only time she can get leave in is in June because. My wife has to take time off so that she can look after her, her dog. Aww. <laughs> oh my goodness. So let's see. Um, I have a question. Do you have any suggestions that would help people to be more understanding and open to people of different ethnicities and cultures? I don't have any suggestions, but I, I think everybody's is entitled to whether they are black or white or a different nationality. Do you, you know? As I was, a human being, there. exactly. I mean, I would love that in the future that people could travel to whatever country they want to travel to without a passport. Yeah, you don't because have to ask permission. The world didn't have boundaries when it was created. Right. It's what we created. Exactly. We put the boundaries. Why? And this country was based on immigrants. Exactly. Like you, if you right. trace, of course, I'm sure. no, if you trace Absolutely. back. Right. I know that. I know that some of my family's from Germany. So it's true. Yeah. And you know, like I, I know, like the American Indians. You know, you can't own this land. This land yeah. isn't to be owned. It's it's everybody's. You yeah. Know? And so they, I think it was so hard for them to comprehend why are you coming here, saying this is yours now when we've lived here our whole life and that's it's true. Like the and earth they got, they got to everybody. They got citizenship like last century. Yeah. It's and they were the native people here. Exactly. Yeah, it's it's really tough. Then somebody tells me, get out of our country, I'm just going to ask them, are you Native American? Right. <laughs> no kidding. No, that's true. That's a really good comeback. Yeah. Yeah. I feel, I feel, you know, growing up in California, I've only lived here. And so, um, you know, it's definitely evolved. You know, there's a lot more ethnicities in California, but I feel like we're open. Like, we never, luckily, open and don't care, you know? Very, it doesn't matter. It's but I don't, I mean, sure, there's people that do care, but I'm, my family and the way we yeah, were brought up, no, it doesn't my, seem like that. My son married a white girl mm -hmm. from Ohio. <laughs> So she could, now they are going to have mixed kids. Mm -hmm. But they're they're so cute. <laughs> I think I think mixed yes. kids are adorable. He just got married last week. Aww. He now my second son is going to get married to a Greek girl. So oh my goodness. Greek, uh, German. The mom is German. The dad is half Greek and half Persian. So it's a. I know. It's like, like a pickle. Well, that's, see, for you, you can say I'm Sri Lankan, but I mean, if you ask me what I am, I'm like a bunch of things, 
you know. But then you might just say, I'm American. Yeah, you're American. You know? Now I, I go as I'm American. So then people ask me, from where I was, Orange County, California, yeah. I'm American. Basically, yeah. Yeah, it's tough. So I have another question. Um, do you feel that most people are kind? Oh, con? Kind. Kind? Yeah, or in inherently kind. Most people, mm -hmm. all people have at least a little bit of kindness in them. Mm -hmm. Some people are too proud to show it. But most people will help Yes. if you need it. Mm -hmm. So I figure that out. Yeah. And um, do you consider yourself a spiritual person? I'm not. Uh, spiritual in the sense I, I just believe in the five precepts. Mm -hmm. I don't steal. I don't lie. Mm -hmm. That are the, the two main things that I don't do. Mm -hmm. and I don't want to take like, I don't want to take something from you. If I do some work, I, I, I have to get paid for it. That's, that's about basically how I look at life. Yeah. If I do it right, if I don't do, do something right, then mm -hmm. fair enough, don't pay. What is the five precepts? Is that from Buddhism? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do everything in moderation. It's like drinking. Don't commit adultery, don't lie, don't steal. I can't remember the other one. <laughs> Probably be kind. <laughs> be kind to others. Yeah. <clears throat> common sense. <laughs> it's all common sense. Buddhism is a way of life. And everything that goes around comes around. So if you yeah. hurt somebody, you get it back. Mm -hmm. And there is no, we don't believe in heaven and hell. Heaven and hell is on this earth. Mm -hmm. <laughs> what um, do you believe in? Do, does, do they, I would assume they believe in reincarnation. Uh, I do and don't. Mm -hmm. Because nobody has been there and back to tell you the story. You got to go and die mm -hmm. to know about whether you're going to be reborn. Yeah. So it's just what people say. Yeah. Once I go there, I'll know. It's okay. But then there's no turning back to come and say whether it's... Yeah. Um, what do you feel humanity needs to work on to make our world a better place to live in? That's a, I don't know what how to answer that question. Just live in peace. Mm -hmm. It's all the wars happen because of greed. So now when I'll tell you myself, when mm -hmm. I bought a property back mm -hmm. home. My boundary fence was, I asked my name, had no 
marker, mm-hmm. one boundary. So I asked my neighbor down there, how does the boundary go? So he marked it. So it went like this, it went like that, it went like this. <laughs> so he gave me the boundary. I said, fine. So I did that. I, I put a fence. I said, okay, this side is mine, that side is yours. Yeah, fine. So I lived in that property for 18 years. I built a house. That's a big property. So after I sold it, mm-hmm. when we came here, the person who bought my property and that guy were constantly fighting, saying the line should be straight. It should be on the plan. Yeah, yeah. it showed a straight line. But yeah. Then I fine. <laughs> Why do you have to fight for? Yeah, it's uh, it's like a two foot piece of land. Oh my gosh. Not not that much. Yeah. If, even if it's quarter acre, it, 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 that was about three or four acres. So not right. even a quarter acre. Right. Why? Let it go. Just let it go yeah. if the, he needs it more than I do. <laughs> he feels. Right. Okay. That's crazy. Exactly. Even I, when I work, I'm the same. Like if somebody says, oh, you did the measurements wrong. Okay. <laughs> okay, fine. Okay. You tell me your measurement and you pay me for that. But now what I do is I will say, okay, this is for the job, not on the square footage. Total job so much, you pay me. Oh, there you go. <laughs> much better. <laughs> yeah. The first time you I got... You have to learn the hard yeah, way. Yeah, I learned huh? the hard way. I got caught the first time. <clears throat> and somebody was like bickering for like 50 square feet, which is about $75. I said, fine. Take it. Yeah. And yeah, it's hard. I kind of I kind of feel it's interesting the way that the economy and the way the work has evolved because I feel like everybody feels the customer is always right. You know, I don't know if it's like that in other countries, but I feel it like it is. That's how we are taught. Yeah. When you do marketing, I did. I am a qualified marketing guy. Mm-hmm. That's what they teach you. Mm-hmm. In right, the customer is always for, right, but sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes no, but like, I, I, I tell them, the yeah. customer is always right, it's just in theory. <laughs> Sometimes yeah. you're wrong and just accept it. Yeah. It's so tough. It, but it, I kind of I feel like it's, it's, it causes problems sometimes because people can be rude and like try and take advantage. Oh yeah, they, a lot of people try to take advantage of that. Yeah. And then ultimately it comes down to just being honest and kind. Yeah. Do you have a favorite book or movie or quote that you would like to share? No. I read any book that I get my hands on. I think I'm still around because uh, I was reading the financial news page. Mm-hmm. In the newspaper, mm-hmm. I was in hospital, mm-hmm. and I, I I was almost dying with this emphysema, emphysema. Uh-huh. and I had a enlarged heart, and I had no insurance, oh, and geez. I was in Mission Hospital, and this doctor comes. I said, Doctor, 
I'm very sick. I know I'm going to die. You tell me when, how long I have. And I said, I don't have insurance to get all this treatment. I know when I get this bill anyway, I'll be dead. So he looked at me, smiled and did all the tests. I was in ICU for four days. Mm -hmm. He saved me and he never sent me a bill. Uh, so I got the bill and then I couldn't afford to pay the bill because I couldn't go to work. So I, they wrote it off there. That's nice. The hospital, $75,000 mm -hmm. was written off. And this doctor used to treat me for free. So I asked him, doctor, why did you save me? He said, can you remember what you were reading? You were reading the financial section of the paper. So I, when I saw that, I knew you were an intelligent guy. So I thought, I can't let this guy die. And I did everything for you. Aww, that's beautiful. And I actually saw him for like five years for free. He never charged me. Wow. And he's given me medicine for the next. He said, for the rest of your life, this is what you have to take. Don't listen to any other doctor. Isn't that amazing? I love that. The kindness. And now he's moved to Long Beach. Yeah, I want to go find him one of these days. We are telling my wife I had to find him. We'll take him out to dinner. That would be nice. I always like um, things in writing. So, like, I, I mean, maybe, maybe write him a letter. Of I much. already wrote him yeah. a letter. When he left, he told me he's going. Uh huh. Uh -huh. And there was this other doctor who called me and said, okay, when you need a prescription, just come. Oh, but then, then I got this affordable care came and then we got insurance. Oh, good. So okay. Now I'm okay, but now you don't know we are going to lose it again. again. So, <sighs> That's so hard. So I was going to the, uh, the poor people's clinic. Mm -hmm. Where all the Hispanics go. Mm -hmm. There's one in San Juan Capistrano. And to get something done, like you got to make, wait for months. But now we are okay with insurance. Mm -hmm. And uh, I don't, I'm thinking, I hope it'll last. I think it will. I don't think it's going to go away. We hope not. Uh, we are looking into the option of uh, there is a chance there is. We can move to Panama. Oh, really? Yeah, because there is housing is very cheap. My wife doesn't want to do it. I th we can live with our social security. Mm -hmm. And a house is about 150000 A nice five-bedroom house. Mm -hmm. 
So you, you could live off Social Security. Oh, okay. But she doesn't want to do it? She doesn't want to do it. Yeah, because she'd be away from her family. My two boys yeah. want to go. Oh, they do want to go. Have you been there? No, we want to do a vacation this okay, year. Okay, to see. Yeah. So they said it's nice. It's like in living in Sri Lanka, tropical. Yes, I'm sure it's very tropical. So I like and so the motivation for moving there is because it's cheaper? Okay. Well, we are buying a house in Palm Springs, though. So. <laughs> for now. Oh, okay. Are you going to move from Michigan? Uh, no, no, I'm not. I'm buying, buying a house and just, uh, we'll just close it up and keep it as a holiday. Oh, okay, okay. Holiday spot. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I go on the weekends. That's nice. Because right now we can afford to pay for another house. Mm-hmm. Because I'm renting here because never bothered to buy because I got a house at a cheap rent. Mm-hmm. I lived there for 12 years and I had no intention of moving. And I run the business from my house. Mm-hmm. Well, I would assume you could do your business in Palm Springs too, huh? Yeah, we'll start the thing in Palm Springs and then do it here. Also. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, what do you, so what do you think your future plans are other than that? I mean, do you plan to continue working? Are you gonna? I will. I don't. I will continue working till till I drop dead because <laughs> it gives you something to do. It, it gives me something to do, mm-hmm. and I don't physically have to work. Mm-hmm. I've already got the people in place, so and the guys I have, they are going to. I know they'll be with me for life. Mm-hmm. Because the main guy is like a son. Mm-hmm. So he's a part of the family. That's nice. My sons love him and then my daughter likes him. And my wife, he <laughs> came when he was 17 to me. You now he's, he's about 25, 26. Wow. All right. Well, I think we should wrap it up. Yes. (laughs) But thank you so much for sharing about your life. And, you know, I hadn't, I learned a lot. I don't really know much about Sri Lanka. I know, you'll have to edit it and put it in place. Like I told you, like different parts and different times. That's okay. I mean, we learn, you know. So that's, that's just, that's the motivation. And the perspective, like understanding somebody else's life perspective. So, thank you so much. You're welcome.